Greetings, kindred witches. Welcome to the Atomic Heart for this Sunday Haven. Here we share our experiences as we build a modern-day inclusive witchcraft practice rooted in nature seasons, celestial cycles, and the science of energy. Join us as we build a practice that learns from our past, is rooted in our present, and works toward building a better future, all while connecting deeply to the earth and sky around us. Let us begin a new era of witchcraft. This podcast is recorded on the homeland of the Duwamish people, and more broadly, the Coast Salish people, as well as many other indigenous tribes that make their home here in the Pacific Northwest, past, present, and future. As a spiritual being and steward of this land that I call home, I feel honored with the responsibility of caring for this piece of our planet. The Atomic Witchcraft team participates in Real Rent Duwamish as a way to compensate for the land that was stolen through violence and broken land treaties. I encourage you to look into and participate in real rent programs that support indigenous communities in your area. Please take a moment to join me in honoring the original stewards of the land on which you are residing and a moment of gratitude for the earth itself and the bounty it provides. Please join me in words that work for you. To the ancestors that hold this ground and for those spirits yet to come, May you fill me with guidance as I learn my place as a steward of this land and its creatures. In the gift of this role, I hold gratitude for all that surrounds me, for the water which cleanses me, for the earth's fruit which nourishes me, for the air that breathes life, for the fire that warms as it burns, and for the divine cosmos within. I am a child of the universe, at one with the trees and the stars. May the tides of the moon fill me with silver and the sunbeams tint me in gold. From light to dark, from birth to death, spring to winter, new moon to full and back again. It is a beautiful world, one worth protecting. This I will, as within, so without, as above, so below. As I am, so mote it be. Good moon, witches, and welcome to our hearth. The full moon is making its one last appearance before the solstice, whether summer or winter, and with that, this full moon offers us a chance to use its energy to recharge, pause, and reflect. In summer months, this reflection may look like a refocus. What goals and seeds did we plant in the spring that are starting to make an appearance? What do we need to adjust as we head into the season of candle nights? How can this rest rejuvenate us for what's to come? As we approach the winter equinox in the northern hemisphere, this full moon drives us towards a deep sense of nesting for the coming season. Warm blankets come out and steaming food graces the plate. It's time of cozy hibernation, nights filled with candles and stories. Take this time to prep your space for the colder season. Lunar tides be with you. Late lies the wintry sun abed, a frosty, fiery, sleepy head. Blinks but an hour or two, and then a blood-red orange sets again. Before the stars have left the skies, 
At morning in the dark I rise, and shivering in my nakedness, by the cold candle bathe and dress. Close by the jolly fire I sit, to warm my frozen bones a bit, or with a reindeer sled explore the colder countries round the door. When two go out, my nurse doth wrap me in my comforter and cap. The cold wind burns my face and blows its frosty pepper up my nose. Black are my steps on silver sod, thick blows my frosty breath abroad, and tree and house and hill and lake are frosted like a wedding cake. Wintertime by Robert Louis Stevenson The holiday season is upon us, and no matter what religion you observe, the traditions you hold dear can bring you in tune with which. This holiday season is often littered with stress and a sense of urgency and pressure to participate, to give, to do, do, do. Candle Nights is meant to offer an alternative, a way to take the best of the season, to lean into rest and rejuvenation, hibernation and reflection a time to refill our magical cauldron through traditions that ground us and encourage us to be present with ourselves and which. Candle Nights offers us the ability to define what the holiday means to us as individuals and to fill them with the traditions that rejuvenate and soothe our own particular needs. With no real set dates or traditions, it is an open holiday, one where you get to define the timeline and events. The idea of Candle Nights actually comes from the McElroy family, who coined the term and then released it into the wilds with the intent that anyone looking for a holiday tradition to better suit them might adopt Candle Nights and make it their own. So much like a witchcraft practice, this allows Candle Nights to be specific to you, your beliefs, culture, and tradition. This means you could indeed layer on a more traditional pagan Yule celebration, one that focuses on the tenets of paganism and honors the pantheon of deities unique to the season, from the winter stag to the exploits of Jupiter riding across the night sky. Yule offers a specific pagan lens to candle nights, one you will see that I honor in my own practice through the incorporation of the long night, an evergreen tree and wreath, and the inclusion of fire or light throughout the season. I also have a family who participates in a secular Christmas, so I actually honor both by including a night of presents delivered by a jolly old man with a penchant for cookies and eight reindeer into my celebrations. As I incorporate these traditions, I am mindful of their origins and the stories they tell, including them from a place of honor, a way to make sure they live on in the stories we tell about this season. I encourage candle nights to be unique to you. What follows is an example of how I am spending the season. You are welcome to use this framework, adopt it and make it your own, or perhaps you want to build from a clean slate. If you want to lean into the seasonal new moon feel of winter, consider activities that rejuvenate you, bring rest and reflection. For those of you in the South with a summer holiday, this is a moment to take a break and reflect on the goals you've set, a moment to refocus. Either way, candle nights should be a compilation of activities, including rest, that feel meaningful for you. A few weeks ago, in preparation for this haven and the candle night season, I sat down and began to make a list of the traditions, values, and gatherings that refill my cup during this season, also taking note of the ones that don't, so perhaps I can devote less time there. I also started asking friends and colleagues about what makes the season special to them, what traditions they love the most, and what they look forward to every year. 
Words like cozy, twinkle, and warm took the theme. But another theme appeared, one that delves into the senses, one that inadvertently leans into the activities that puts our nervous system into a relaxed state. From caroling to hugging to eating good foods to crafting trinkets to give others, the concept of joy, laughter, and presence ran like a deep river through these conversations, weaving and appearing in unique and sometimes truly beautiful and surprising ways. This season can also be a hard one for many. Whether it's due to community and family troubles, anniversaries or unhappy things, or any myriad of reasons. For me personally, due to time, money, and distance, I often spend this holiday season away from family. Out of chronic illness and my traditions become a very different dynamic for me than what your or others might look like. It's one of the things I look forward to most about candle nights, a way to connect with the season based on where I'm at personally on any given year. I encourage you to design a candle nights tradition that works for you. So what follows is my unique template, just to get you thinking. My candle nights begins with a long night and winter solstice on December 21st and extends through the traditional New Year's Day on January 1st, marking the journey filled with traditions that hold specific meaning for me, whether through my witchcraft practice, community, or life experience. Between those times, I like to celebrate and mark the moon cycle in a more pronounced way. This year, the full moon lies on the 26th, adding another date to my candle nights calendar. From there, depending on the year, I might add in scheduled community or family events, like a Christmas Eve party that some friends host, or a volunteer day. But most importantly, I have found that for me, rest means not having anything on the schedule. So it is key for my candle nights to leave a few days that are completely open. I may have things I want to dabble at, but no big have-tos. This lets me enjoy spending my day moment by moment leaving it open to a variety of possibilities. Will it be an adventure? Or will I curl up with a good book or take a nap? All are ways that I rejuvenate and refill my proverbial cauldron. What does rest feel and look like for you? As the sun wanes on the night before the winter solstice, I prep for the long night by gathering snacks, some crafts, and a good book. Then, as the sun tucks itself into bed for its longest nap, I light a candle in honor of the pagan tradition of holding vigil through the dark, a reminder of hope and perseverance, of facing the inevitable with peace in our hearts. This candle stays lit through the night to guide us towards the coming dawn, and for fire safety reasons, I always advocate for switching to a battery-operated flame at bedtime. During the long darkness of this night, I like to spend ways engaging each element with my senses. From aromatic smells to warm beverages, candlelit rooms, and freshly baked treats of the earth. To fill the night, I focus on reflection and rejuvenation, storytelling, and creation. I also try to limit my use of technology to some degree, and I like to switch to candle and twinkle lights as my main light source, an adjustment that I hold throughout the length of candle nights. This switch creates a sense of presence for me. Then I take time to bake or create crafts, a moment to be present in the creation of something. I also use this time to decorate my tree with memories from the year, rolled up on little scrolls. Then throughout candle nights, I pluck them from the tree and open one each night, spending time relishing in that memory. The long night also begins the evening ritual of astral meditation, a way to connect deeply with witch and self. I use this time in a variety of ways and I often let my inner witch drive that particular buggy. 
In my early years, I used to push through the long night to greet the morning sun, but with age and circumstance, I find instead that I tuck myself in for a good night's deep rest, rising with the sun and a new dawn. Candle nights has begun. The following 12 days are filled with delights and ways to engage the senses. Each year is always a bit different, with traditions that give the seasons its roots. For me, I love decorating and nesting my space, so when candle nights rolls around, I spend a lot of time just absorbing the joy of twinkle nights and holiday scenes. Decorations for me include, of course, my witch's broom and wreath, items that I like to spruce up or add to each year during the crafts of the long night. I also incorporate a tree, a symbol that has deep roots in pagan traditions. I also love to lean into the sense of the season whether freshly baking goods or maybe a cinnamon spice pot on the stove or the deep smells of earth from a tree. When planning my candle nights, I like to consider how I engage and relish in each of my senses and be present in my space in order to deeply rejuvenate and reflect. In this, I like to take some time dedicated to each part of my physical body, spending an evening caring for my feet. I mean, when was the last time you gave yourself a foot massage or painted your toenails? Then my legs, my torso, my face, my hands, you get the picture. By being present in the care of our own bodies, we're giving gratitude and honoring the experiences of our year. We're holding space for the needs of our physical self. Candle Nights also offers a moment to look back on the memories of the year, whether phone photos, music recaps, journal look-throughs, all of these offer us an opportunity to reflect, and the, my one exception to my low technology rule. As I reflect, I like to take note of the big moments, pausing, absorbing the lesson, and this can often lead to some feels, so I always find ways to soothe and bring joy to those moments. As we reflect, it's also a nice time to plan, to start to dream ahead, now, it's not about taking action right now, but rather dreaming of what might come next with a sense of ease, kind of like a daydream. Those dreams will grow with time, and it's only when the grounds begin to thaw near the equinox that they will be ready to be planted. Under a summer equinox, it's time to refocus, adjust plans, and move them to fruition. Midway through my candle nights, the cold winter moon will make its appearance. I like to spend the full moon or a night near it, celebrating the holiday with family and or friends. This may be virtual or in-person, whatever I can make happen. I'll host a Zoom room or have friends over, and it's a night of sharing stories, food, and good company. It's about taking a moment to say hello and share in the joy of presence of others. As an introvert, I try to keep it simple with a time limit so as not to deplete the energy I'm trying to, <laughs> to rejuvenate. It should add to the cup of candle nights. Also midway, my family celebrates a secular Christmas. With this, I take time to lean into celebrations or moments that are important to them, again, visiting as a respectful guest. Since we're at a distance, this often takes shape in a variety of phone calls and video chats. Gift giving is a common tradition during this time, and I'm always looking for ways to give meaningfully and inexpensively. I think it's up to you how much gift giving plays a role in your traditions. You may have outside pressure to give, such as large family gatherings, but I encourage you to find ways to set healthy boundaries here. Instead, focus on where, when, and how it feels good to give. Gift giving should be a pleasure, not a pressure. Perhaps one of the most overlooked but meaningful gifts is that of a card, note, or letter. Words that share how much that person means to you, a shared memory, or a dream you conjure together. These small trinkets are easy on the pocketbook and deeply appreciated. Candle nights wanes with New Year's Eve 
a night of reflection and often celebration of the year. A fellow witch shared that they like to spend the day mindfully selecting delicious foods for a snack platter that they enjoy that evening while watching an all-time favorite movie with their partner, a tradition they repeat each New Year's. I often spend the New Year's Eve in celebration and then spend New Year's Day wrapping up and resetting life, a way to step back into the day-to-day. As you can see, Candle Nights offers the ability to shape a holiday that holds true to you and your practice. What you include or don't include is entirely up to you. I do encourage you to consider how redefining this time and celebration may deepen your connection to this season and a way to replenish your magical cauldron, so to speak. Because of its personally unique yet one-size-fits-all approach, Candle Nights can simply be expressed as celebrating the season. May you find joy and ease this Candle Nights. Until next time, which be with you. Welcome back, everyone. Alyssa again with Witch in Action, in which I share some tips on ways that you can integrate mindful living into your practice and how to make a positive impact on the world around you. Now, the suggestions I make may not suit everybody or everybody. I acknowledge that everyone has their journey, and sometimes certain things may not suit that journey. It's not about perfection. It's about doing just a little bit better and allowing grace for those who are unable to. Ah, the holidays. A time filled with images of starlit trees, lovingly wrapped presents, fresh-baked cookies, candlelight, the works. But oftentimes, the magic of the winter season gets overshadowed by consumerism, stress, and rushing about, which can lead to unsustainable choices. How do you navigate the holidays while still practicing mindfulness? When it comes to decorations, I, as usual, am a big fan of making conscious choices. We typically get fresh green garland for our doorway and deck out our tree with ornaments made of wood or felted wool. You can even make food-based ornaments to hang outside, like pine cones covered in nut butter and birdseed to give your wild friends a little boost during the cold months. I always avoid items like tinsel or angel hair, the fluff, not the pasta, which are pure plastic and can't really be reused and shed pieces and microplastics into the environment. I also love finding unique secondhand pieces and giving them a new life in my home. Some of my favorite decorations were found in a thrift store or were passed down to me. Find what works for you and creates the atmosphere that you want. Now I know that there's a big debate on trees, real versus artificial. On one hand, real trees get cut down and tossed out each year. On the other hand, artificial ones are nearly pure plastic and can take 500 years or more to break down once disposed of even if that's 20 years down the line. While there's no hard answer as to which is best, most environmentalists lean a little towards the real trees as the preferred option. While they grow, they produce oxygen and contribute to the environment like any other tree. And once the season is over, they can be composted. It's the choice I personally make every year, but I totally respect the practicality and longevity of the artificial tree. My in-laws have had their artificial tree for almost 30 years and it's still in great condition. I've also seen some really fun alternatives to either tree. Things like stacking books into a tree shape and wrapping it in lights or banners hung on walls. Make the choice that best suits you. 
Now, you need something to put under the tree. Gift giving is a very personal thing, so all I will offer here is what I do myself. I often just ask people in my family what they want directly instead of just guessing and getting them something they may never use. Maybe for some, this takes away the, some of the magic of gift giving, but I love watching people that I love get just what they needed. And of course, as much as possible, I opt into shopping locally from small businesses for those gifts. For friends, I make edible treats like jams, cookies, breads, or chocolates and gift them in reusable containers. Sometimes I will craft handmade gifts like scars if I have the time. Whatever I'm giving, I make an effort to wrap the item in something that can be reused, in paper from paper bags, or by reusing something I received a gift in last holiday season. It's all about being fun and creative. However you choose to celebrate the season, whatever traditions you choose to hold, I hope you have a wonderful time doing so and get a chance to bring some sustainability into your holidays. Hey, kindred witches, thank you for bringing your magic to this grove and gathering here at the Atomic Hearth for today's Sunday Haven. We look forward to coming together for our next Sunday Haven, currently planned for Sunday, January 7th. We'll be taking a break for the holiday season and returning in the new year. But we'll have a special Candle Nights podcast episode that will be released on the winter solstice. So keep an eye out for that. As we wrap today, the team at Atomic Witchcraft thanks you for listening. We are looking forward to exploring this new path with you and would love to connect via social media or Patreon. Linktree is in the bios. Access is always free and we work to harbor a safe hearth for all. As above, so below. As within, so without. As we end, so we begin.